Hello, this is our Can You Hear Me? Will You Listen? So I'm trying to record this for the third time and I'm talking about spellcasting and dating and I'm talking about curse work and the heterosexual female. And they are among some of the most evil people I have met. The most narcissistic, sociopathic, evil, hateful, mean people I have ever met. And the heading for this podcast will be a woman will not hesitate to have you cursed. A woman will not hesitate to curse you. And um, hopefully this records and saves for me. I'm having a difficult time. I had to update everything. I think that could be why. Um, I'm going to talk about my past work history. I've been hired to work for mafia members, governmental uh, people, people associated with campaigns, people who have been victimized, people who have problems with people who have taken advantage of them financially, landowners, um, public figures, etc. Rap stars, people associated with them, etc. I can honestly say I have prevented deaths through curse work. And I think it's a vital and necessary part of society that people don't understand and that it's also something that's very serious, something that does work. But for the general public, they are the ones who will hire someone to curse their lover or a family member. The number one is the jilted lover. The number one is the person who feels that their lover cheated on them, left them, took advantage of them, and now they deserve payment. So they deserve that person be um, cursed. They believe they, be, they should be cursed. A lot of times it's a person who has a personality disorder, a narcissist, a sociopath, a empath who's disordered that will pay for this kind of work because they were used and abused by such said a narcissistic ex or a lover. They also want to use it to control their person. They don't feel, they don't know what love really is. They don't realize love is actually a partnership of giving and caring and responsibility. They view love as a power struggle and a control issue. Love to them equals power and control because they are personality disordered. Um, you need to be careful out there who you're dating because they can have a personality disorder, especially the borderline personality disorder. And you can go onto the Mayo Clinic and dot uh, com and you can see the um, symptoms. Symptoms such as intense fear of abandonment, extreme measures to avoid, or they oftentimes self sabotage and create abandonment because they cause drama in the relationship or they choose a person who can't commit or they choose someone who also has issues and they blame them for that. They have a pattern of unstable, intense behavior. The number one, the most dysfunctional behavior is the um, unsafe sexual acts. They do not, uh, you know, also jump in two feet first. They don't uh, realize that their behavior is reckless and unsafe. It can also go into other disorders as far as money, exercise, eating disorders, and drug abuse, alcohol abuse, self-injury, all of that type of thing. They have a problem with their identity. They don't know who they are, so they are constantly trying to become someone to adapt and change themselves so that their partners will like them. They try to change who they are because they don't know who they are to begin with. And of course, if you have this going on, do not feel bad or feel guilty, please get help and seek help. They have 
um, extreme irritability issues, extreme mood swings. Um, they oftentimes will get into fights with people. They will um, also threaten self-harm and they will also become manic and have extreme mood swings where it can last a few hours to a few days. Intense anger, they can be very bitter, very sarcastic, very hateful. They think that everyone's after them. They feel that people look at them and they don't like them, especially as they become older, they become worse. And they think that uh, since they're losing, you know, they're not 20 anymore, right? They're very jealous of other younger women and they view them as threats. So these people are dangerous. They will also, oftentimes also uh, have very dysfunctional financial lives because they talk themselves into the fact that they deserve, et cetera, et cetera. And they become, uh, you know, they're very uh, financially ruined by their decisions and they talk themselves into it and they, they rationalize why they do these, these things. And so these are the number one people that pay for spell work is what I'm saying. And you need to be careful who you're dating men out there. Be careful who you're dating, be careful who you're sleeping with and leaving and ghosting because they will not hesitate to curse you. I have a few stories. I'm going to maybe keep this podcast short because I want to make sure that it actually records, you know. Um, I have met quite a few all over the world. I work with, I've worked with everyone all over the world, people from all over the world. Some of them, one of them was a Canadian woman. She paid me to do spells on her man who was a narcissist. Um, I, it turns out she was the one being financially abused by him he had money and he made her pay for things or she allowed her self to be taken advantage of him by him, you know, insisting that he be taken care of by her, even though he could afford to take care of both of them. He was a narcissist and felt entitled. So she fell for it because they're also very desperate to be with somebody. They don't want to be left alone. You know, they also choose partners that are cold. They kind of can relate to it because they also themselves don't have a heart space. A lot of times this is caused by sexual abuse in childhood, um, narcissistic abuse, physical abuse in childhood. Their heart space has never been allowed to grow, so they don't have one. They don't know what love actually is. So like I said, if you have this disorder, do not feel bad about that. You know, just get help for it. If, if you don't find the right physician, go to someone else. Because just like uh, general doctors, uh, um, you know, general practitioner, you also, you know, same thing with psychologists that you might have to find a better one or a different one. Same thing with counseling. A lot of times the borderlines too will get counseling. They'll be in counseling for years, but they're hiding their thought process and their behaviors from their psychologist so they can pretend to be there as stable as possible. They also do that to people they first newly meet. They hide who they are. And in the background, they're plotting and trying to get and figure out this person and the best way to manipulate them to get them to do what they want and to be because it's about power and control it's a power struggle so you never know who you're meeting um love bombing the narcissist same thing power and control be wary of who you're letting into your life so you try to move on from someone and you will never have known they've paid someone to curse you um she paid this woman from canada paid me to do that she um uh, I told her you need to leave him. He's abusive. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll go through this. I'll try to do this. Of course, she wasn't strong enough to do that because she needed therapy. And I told her to get counseling where she was located. Um, of course, with the pandemic, that didn't help because it was early on lockdown. This is like one of the latest stories. She um, cursed him, left him. But then I think she financially couldn't make it because she was financially irresponsible because I think the credit card debt went up because of 
him, uh, you know, manipulating her financially. So she was had extreme resentment. Also, the fact she was paying me for work, probably couldn't afford it. Uh, probably, you know, for all I know, she was probably getting into more debt. For all I knew, didn't know. Um, so she said, oh, I regret doing this. I need him back financially. I can't make it. And I said, well, my other Canadian friends, that the money that they're giving is enough. And she's like, well, it's not enough. And so she had probably financially really ruined her life based on what she had told me. So she wanted to undo the work. She wanted to bring him back. I said, you know, you really can't reverse, reverse cursing. And once you cast someone away, it's really, really almost four or five times more work you have to do to get them back. And so she said, okay, okay, okay. Of course, after the first couple of newly love castings in mind, uh, you know, uh, influencing to kind of get him, entice him back. Of course, he was not about to come back, right? Could be a narcissist. It's like once you shaft them, they will show you who's boss, right? So she was angry at me, of course, because he wouldn't come back. And I told her, I remember I told her there was no going back and that this dysfunctional behavior is only hurting you. So, of course, she was angry at me. She was mad at me. I just told her, you know, I don't work for free. She tried to also lie to me and tell me that she was suddenly uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor. She's been having problems with stability and disorientation and vertigo and that she probably had the same brain tumor that her sister had. Her sister had passed away many years ago prior to all this. Um from a rare brain tumor. So she tried to convince me that she also had the same one, which if you look look at the statistics, it's virtually impossible. It virtually doesn't happen that way. And if family members have brain tumors, their tumors are never the same. So I knew she was lying to me to manipulate me, to talk me into giving money back to her, which I just told her once services are done, the money is never returned because I slave and work hours on your stupid work. So. Uh, I had to cut her off. I told her, you know, focus on your well-being and if you need to sell your house, you need to. So, of course, she was not happy, but she also was a very empty, lost soul. Her parents were abusive, of course, and I just told her, this is about your journey on self-healing, which you need to do. You need to do that. So she um, really regretted paying for curse work, and I always tell them, there's no going back once it's done. Um, another woman wanted to, I mean, this was the mafia affiliated people. She had been affiliated with them. Apparently they adored her. She adored them. And her older sibling was trying to take advantage of her elderly parents. I guess financially she had been doing that. Her, when her parents would go on vacation, her older sister was in their house, you know, eating their food, driving their cars, moving stuff around. She would hide stuff from them just to make them crazy and all this stuff. And she finally figured out that she was doing she was about to have this woman taken out and i said no 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 before you do that try the curse work the binding work etc so she did she paid for two thank god thanks to the creator in heaven that this did work and that this woman was spared because this so-called christian pillar philanthropist person of the community was willing to go this far because she's disordered personality she's sociopathic she's psychopathic and she's loved by many and no one knew this about her um to this day everyone is fine just so you know that was me quite a few years ago Uh, everyone's okay okay everyone's okay Um, i feel that curse work is very vital to the society because I think it could prevent a lot of death and a lot of bad decisions because uh, let's just face it hiring hitmen is a very 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 poor decision <laughs> and don't put me in that position because I won't protect you so thank god that that worked out there was another one like that and there was one another one where 
the woman wanted to do love spells on her man because he was cheating, not cheating, well, she was cheating with him on his wife. Her husband passed away and, I, uh, you know, a few months after he passed away, she starts dating or sleeping with a brother, more like cheating with because he's married. And I had done her reading. Luckily, I was kind of glad because if I don't get a reading done with them, then I don't exactly know exactly the details. But when I'm able to talk to them, I can read the energy and the inner spirits were telling me that she needed to mourn her husband and she hadn't done so. And I said, how long after he died did you start sleeping with his brother? She said three months. I said, that's the bingo bango thing. You need to grieve and mourn your husband. And she's like, I never will. And I said, then you will be leading a life of dysfunction. She um, wanted me to cast a love spell on him, which is more like a binding, because she wanted him to miss her, want to be with her, and not be able to live without her, which I thought was bizarre because she kept seeing him. And I told her, in order for him to miss you, you have to give him something to miss, which is not hang out with him, not sleep with him. Of course, when you're a psychotic borderline person, you have, you don't have the capacity to make decisions. So she didn't understand that. And I go, yes, spell work is 50-50. I do 40% of the work, you do the rest. It's more like 40-60. Your, your spell work backs up your behavior. You have to still make changes in your life. It's not like you sit back and let me do all your dirty work while you sit and be um, lazy on your fat butt. It doesn't work that way. So of course she was annoyed with me and she just did this repetitive email thing. I want him to love me, I want him to miss me, I want him. And I said, you know what, you need therapy. So she paid for one casting and she thought that was going to change her world when really I told her you need to tell his wife, you need to do a breakup spell, you need to do a attraction spell to get this online and she just didn't get it because she's dysfunctional, disordered thinking um, and he, the guy, was also a narcissist because he doesn't have a problem cheating on his wife and he doesn't have a problem telling this, the woman that was basically his sister-in-law which is a very incestuous and that's also um, dysfunctional on a whole other level that if she ever said anything to anyone he would leave the state and the entire family would never see him again so they enjoy and i think they thrive off this drama because why because when they fight they don't see each other when they get back together they have this intense dysfunctional sex so that's very much about the highs it's about an addiction so a lot of this is um, borderlining into sex addiction, which is also a part of the borderline's behavior. Unprotected sex, uh, night, one night stands, one night stands are no longer funny. They are dysfunctional, self-destructive behavior. Um, and then there are people who want to curse lovers because, well, they had one night stands with them and then they expect to have this person come around and have a whole relationship with them after they had a one night stand with them and unprotected. And they don't understand why this person won't engage in a committed relationship with them because they're so dysfunctional they don't understand that they're the ones who set themselves up for sabotage for having a dysfunctioned behavior and of course as a licensed hypnotist i have to appeal to their well i have to try to appeal to their logical side because there isn't one actually and it's very impossible to do so to tell them that your behavior is self-destructive and self-harming and you need to get therapy or and or you need to stop your behavior and if you can't you need to be on medication so these are the people that i end up encountering and they um 
uh, personality disorders is why I have, I have risen my prices to be very, very high. That way they can't afford them and it discourages them. Also, I prefer that they, um, you know, have consultations with me so I can read them. Um, a lot of times they're too cheap. They just want to pay for the casting because they're, they're obsessed and they're OCD and it's like they have their arrow pulled back and they're ready to shoot that love into the heart of the narcissistic partner that feels nothing and they wonder why it doesn't work <laughs> and I have to tell them it doesn't work because it's impossible it's like why are you trying to it's like a snowball's chance in hell right snow melts there there's a lot of fire there chances are it's not going to work a lot of times too I have told people this is a bad decision for you it's not gonna work and they go thank you thank you thank you um, some of them say I don't care I want to do it anyway so you can see that there's some that are people who are rational who pay and a lot of them most of them who go through with it are irrational and dysfunctional and they are oftentimes Christian females like the one that was wanting to come call a hitman or you know so-and-so to come and take care of things was a Christian female pillar of the community of the philanthropist everyone loved and they are the most evil dysfunctional hateful people I have ever met and as a straight female I can now see why I have very I've only had one true female friend the rest I, I swear looking back at my younger years they are all borderlines or sociopathic people and we wonder why we can't get people to get people to wear masks now because they certainly aren't wearing condoms that's for sure they're not gonna wear masks so I always tell these guys you um, pumping it and dumping it's a really bad choice for you they will not hesitate to have you cursed they will go out of their way and it curse work does work and I my it's a caution it's a, a warning to you to be careful who you're letting into your life and into your bed because they are obsessed about you they want to know why you ghosted them the more you ghost them and the more you ignore them the more angry they become they stalk you on social media they may drive by your house and they are psychotic they will have thought the thought process of slicing and dicing your tires breaking into your home to see you know maybe they can see especially if they know you have an extra cell phone around or a computer they will want to get in there to see who you're talking to and i've talked a lot of people out of doing those kinds of um well i've talked them out of breaking the law i've talked them out of you know, a lot of them want to show up to the person's house unannounced and I just tell them that's a bad idea. So I've prevented a lot of insanity, but a lot of it is caused due to this personality. Disordered person does not realize um, because they let their emotions take them away and they allow themselves to be talked into. They talk themselves into said dysfunctional behavior based on I'm right because of XYZ, which you see, uh, you see a lot of serial murderers do this they talk themselves into why it's okay and why they do it same thing with the rapist same thing with people who beat people up or people who attack other people i was it was my right or i felt it was okay because of xyz and that's what they're doing so be careful who you're letting into your life even friendship wise because they are the ones who will stab you in the back that's why that's why they do you know if you watch any kind of id channel or any kind of you know crime story people who hurt you are the ones that you know 
So that's why you have to be very careful. It's very hard to figure out who is who, who's okay and who isn't because especially if they're sociopathic or psychopathic, they will make sure that you will never know who they are. And it doesn't matter how many years you know that person, you think you know them and you don't. And that isn't your fault, by the way. But they are the people who will be doing spell work behind your back and binding you and controlling you and and afflicting your energy and all of that stuff because they are obsessed not with you, not with love. They decided they assi- they just basically decide you're assigned to treating me and making me feel like this because I need to feel this way because I can't help myself feel this way. So I need to need you to make me feel this way, and you're responsible. And if you don't, you deserve to pay. And it's quite scary. So I don't I don't really I've halted the work. It's been a while now, especially with this pandemic. I feel that it's unnecessary. I think with all the death in the world, I think it's really unnecessary for people to be doing curse work over jilted love, especially when they don't really know what love really is about, about equal partnership and caring for one another and um, caring for each each one's um, well-being in all areas. It's more of a power struggle. It's more of, I need to benefit. You need to make sure I'm taken care of and you owe me. A lot of times with these people too, they have no clue what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. They don't understand other people's problems. If you're someone that tells them, I lost my cat, I need to mourn, or oh, I'm not feeling well, I'm just gonna take a day off and you know, I'm gonna turn my phone off. They don't see you as deserving that time. If, especially if there's someone that they want your attention, they will say, oh, well, you, I didn't hear from you all day, and so you must be mad at me. What's your problem? Uh, well, I told you I wasn't feeling well, or I told you I was sad. I was mourning. I was having a depressed day. I needed time to myself. They don't understand that because they want what they want when they want it. As a licensed hypnotist, too, they don't respond well to the technique of storytelling. Storytelling in hypnosis is a technique that teaches people it teaches the subconscious mind how to react and how to cope with things when things occur. And I had one of them recently tell me, oh, well, thank you for sharing. And I was like, I wasn't sharing. I was doing a hypnosis technique, which is called storytelling to help you with coping skills, to help your mind rationalize what you do when things X, Y, Z happens. They don't do well with storytelling because they don't see anything outside themselves because they're so selfish and narcissistic that the borderline is like, it's an addictive personality. It's like, I need my addiction fixed. I need need you to help me figure out how I'm gonna get that. And that's why a lot of times they do readings with me because um, I'm connected to the spirit realm. I, they feel I can give them extra information to help them manipulate people to get them what they want. And I can, but the thing is, I'm helping them to relate better to people, not manipulate people, but better to relate to people because if you can relate to people better you're more likely to you know it's better to work in cooperation with people to get what you want versus manipulate them and they don't see the difference because their personality disorder is causing them to have such an addiction that it's like a junkie i need this to get this next high and i need you to help me get there so they don't do well with storytelling because when you try to do storytelling they are like what does this have to do with me trying to get what i want nothing so it's really sad for that person because sometimes, well, most of them, they can't see that they're doing that. Um, uh, I, I mean, sometimes after a while, I did tell them that this is addictive, their behavior is addictive, that it's self-destructive, that it's unhealthy, and to really think about it. And a lot of times it's like, oh, because they thrive off drama, right? And they enjoy that when drama happens and they're getting what they want. 
they're just like uh, it's a high for them it's a, it's a win it's a i want the trophy i won i won the, the, the power struggle in this relationship and I, I feel powerful and that's what it's about for them and they really don't realize how they're going the long way around it's sad it's very sad for them it's very sad for me to to hear them rejoice in those kinds of things but that's because that's their disorder that they're they're suffering from so this is why i wanted to talk about this i want to let people know be very careful um they yes they're, they're also very self-centered they only want to talk about themselves what's going on in their world everything around them is irrelevant that's what more than if you look at the pandemic is about 50 percent of the population that's the rebellious ones right the ones that are paranoid and they're afraid of everything and they're angry and they're destructive and they are self-centered and that's about more than 50% of the population of the world too and so now that's just showing you for an example of how many people out there are like this and how dangerous they are to you especially if you are just a normal person that would like a normal relationship be very careful and screen people before you let them into your life and into your bed because like I said they will not hesitate to harm you because they feel that you owe them and they also won't hesitate to definitely curse you which could be very bad for your energy also you know multiple par partners is a very unhealthy for your for your energy and also for your your spirit and also for your your physical body because uh just trust me that many of these personality disordered people are having rescue sex every day and they're having multiple partners a week and a lot of times they don't know who they are so that's a, a warning for you out there if you're dating please 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 be very very careful and this is my first episode for our halloween fall series of horrors of spellcasting and dating i hope you enjoyed this i'm going to try to upload this now and pray that it saves thank you thank you for listening hello this is our can you hear me? Will you listen? So happy October. Looks like we made it to Aries full moon and Mercury direct, Jupiter direct, etc. Feel like we're a bunch of horses wanting to run out of the gate, supposedly. And also, people keep saying this is going to be a big healing. This is going to be big healing. I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's not going to happen that way. It's going to rear its ugly head back on us is what's going to happen. But, you know, I'm a medium and no one cares. But at the same time, this month for October, if you hadn't noticed, I have been talking about cursing in the human race, and I don't know if you care, but thank you for listening if you have been, and I appreciate you very much, and also, we are going to continue talking about this for the month of October, and no, I hadn't forgotten about my podcast, I just have been quite distracted and maybe I'll stray off the storyline for a bit so you can know what it's like to be a female in a man's world and a witch in a female and a man's world and a binary world where people hate you just because of that reason. Not because you're gay, straight, or anywhere in between, because you're a pagan witch. They used to work for the government, people hate you. So, yeah, so, you know, I don't know if you've been on Instagram lately. But there's a bunch of hackers or, you know, people trying to copy other people's accounts to take advantage of other dumb people because, 
they private message them pretending to be us, which us is the real deal. And they make copycat accounts and post them on Instagram and say, start messaging your people. What Instagram needs to do is, just like they do on TikTok, they need to hide who follows us and who we follow. That needs to be private information. So listen up Facebook, listen up Instagram, make those friends lists private or make it to the fact that we can do so. Well, that's what happened to me and I got hit hard, just like many um, others out there have, except for one of the particular pages had my picture on it, kind of like a landscape profile picture kind of thing, but my picture was sideways, like literally sideways. And then there was a smaller picture in front of that, kind of like a profile, where a profile picture would be. It's hard to explain, something like you would see on Facebook, like you have your 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 background profile picture and then your main profile picture. So that circular picture, the smaller one, had a vagina on it with my face on the upper background landscape area, I guess you could call it, whatever you call it, I can't remember the term. My picture of my face sideways. Advertising and all, they also had a storyline going. And, um, you know, where you click on the photo and it has like a five minute video pick announcement saying that you could basically view me for free, which is totally not something I would ever do. Um, but people messaging me, asking me if that's me. I think they're probably just other hackers too, harassing me, making me scared because I've never seen a vagina before, right? Never seen that. Never seen anything like that before. It was real odd though, because it's not like I would do that to myself. I would never present myself that way. I have no need to. I have no desire to. Not particularly a fan of that kind of thing. You know, I'm anti-porn, actually. Anti, you know, nudity. It's really bad for people's psyches, if you know anything about psychology. But I'll leave that to the psychology majors, because, you know, if you're interested in it, you can do your own research. But... Yeah, so that happened. And so what that site was doing was also collecting people's credit card information because I guess if they're into me, they could, uh, you know, put their information in there and hope to see naked nudie photos, but they might, um, while they're cleaning out your bank account, you know, um, you might see nudie photos, not of me, but of some, probably some other people, because if you hadn't noticed, OnlyFans has made it real easy for these people to also steal content, you know, of nudie naked women which women have helped them do that so much. And I'm so sorry if you have OF page, but I'm really against those because it just degrades females even more. Because if you hadn't noticed in our society, females and trans women are not respected. So let's just encourage that by showing all our hoo-hahs off and everything else so that they can screenshot and snap that and resell it to other idiot people who fall for it. And trust me, there's plenty of them, especially pornographic obsessed, you know, nasty males, because that's, that's a very large sect of that population. And they're also the reason why the human trafficking and the sex trade has gone so, so well, because they're just a bunch of pervs. Um, I try not to sound like a man hater, but I'm a man hater of those types of males. And so if you are not one of those, bravo, perhaps you have a human heart and dignity inside of you somewhere your mother taught you well for the rest of you scoundrels i really you disgust me and i spend most of my life cursing and crossing you and also many politicians and presidents but whatever 
So I was busy with that. I had to take that crap down. I had to get help from my loser ex who thinks that uh, there's still a snowball's chance. Um, there isn't. Um, but you know how it is when you still talk to them and they still talk to you. They think that means there's a connection and possible sex involved. Which for me that's not going to happen because I'm one of those females that uh, will withhold sex until hell freezes over. And that's not happening anytime soon. And I do feel that if more females did that. Not only would men become more pervy and more violent and show themselves who they truly are to us, but they would also maybe respect us a little more. So I thought, you know, we have been talking about crossing and cursing and I'm having a cup of coffee and I'm jacked up on sugar. Let's talk about self-cursing. Let's talk about generational curses. Let's talk about generational curses on the female race. How about that? It's probably something you do not want to hear. It's probably also something you don't want to talk about. It's probably also something you don't care about. But I think that for a lot of males out there, I think that you might want to find this to be interesting. You know, the sexism, the catcalling. And it's very confusing because there's women out there that are like, yeah, I'm going to wear those super neon, skin-tight, odd-looking leggings that look like they're painted on just because... I don't know what I have to prove, but I have to make sure everyone can see the outline of my vagina to you. It's very confusing for men. I understand. Which, by the way, I'm having my coffee. By the way, those liking spandex painted on things, um, which are more, you know, we thought tight jeans were bad back then. They remember. I don't know what they're called, but you would literally need a Brazilian to wear those things. Otherwise, you would have hair poking through. And females walk around. They have shorts, versions of them. They have, I don't know, I guess kind of like bike shorts, versions of them. And they have legging versions of them. Versions of them. I guess that means you're not a virgin. <laughs> uh, why do we feel we need to wear those? Like you literally can see the pelvic bone. Like you, could, your doctor would know exactly how to do your surgery just by looking at you they could your doctor could examine you on a pair of those spandex legging things that people are wearing now whatever they're called and i'm not a close-minded funny-duddy anti-sex person i'm really not and we and we just i don't know i just feel like as a female i would not feel comfortable wearing that showing that off having men stare at me i mean i think there's enough violence against women I mean, not that that encourages it, but I feel like, I don't know, if I'm alone and I'm wearing super spandexy leggings, I'm a, I would probably possibly be afraid of getting raped more so if I was just wearing my baggy leggings or my jeans um, with my long top at the top of it. I would hope that they would just think that I'm not attractive, which is terrible as a female to think about those things, but I do because I'm no, f- <laughs> I'm no, uh, it's, you know, it's not strange for me to have experienced male aggression in the past. But these females walking around disrespecting themselves, I'm sorry, but unpopular opinion. It's not helping the problems that females have with their men partners. So I wanted to talk about that because it's lately my female clients I've been working with have been very, not, and not just a few of them, lots of them, very insecure. They have a difficult time with aging. They have a difficult time 
accepting themselves in the world of the BBL, which I just curse the Kardashians for making that whole look popular. It's just not cool. Walking around looking like a cartoon. I just think that people enjoy watching other people make complete fools of themselves, complete characters. It's like a shock that they just will stare at. And so of course these people have billions of followers, right? Because people can't stop looking at the train wreck. It's a very sad society we have become. It's a curse of the female, I call it. Because, you know, we're living in a world where there's, you know, a pandemic going on. And if you're in denial of that, I'm sorry. But, you know, I just, every time this time of year comes around, I think of my client, Heidi. She had my client for 13 years. She was a successful, white, entitled, privileged, blonde woman. Had everything going for her. Drove around in a Maserati. Had the best career. Did lose a lot of things. Lost her father, who she adored. Could never find the love of her life. Could never find her connection. And that was something that she could not live with. She had everything she could ever want, but the one thing that she truly wanted was the love of her life to walk in and that person never did. And she became an alcoholic. She struggled with it for years. And the last time I saw her, I had said, you know, maybe we should go to the AA program. She had done it before. She said, yeah, I could do it. I go, well, I'll go in if you want to go, you know, if you want support, I can go in with you, you know, it's up to you. And she just said, okay. So she would, you know, she said she would think about it. But lo and behold, a week later, I saw on Facebook that she had passed. I'm pretty sure she enhanced that alcohol habit with something else and she had passed. And the thing about Heidi was that she's extremely hard on herself. Uh, had a difficult time accepting her aging. She had been used to quite the, you know, her life as being a certain way. She had lost a lot of those jobs due to, you know, failing economy, pandemic, things like that. Pre-pandemic failing economy, if you didn't notice, it did happen. And having to downgrade her Maserati down to a BMW was like a little too close to home and unable to find the same type of career was difficult for her to manage. And the fact that she didn't have someone that loved her because she missed her father so much. He had passed not too long prior to that. And every time a male visitor would come into town, which um, you men that do this, you're just scums of the earth. You maintain long-term friendships with women over their 40s. And you basically, whenever you decide to roll into town, you know you could stay with so-and-so because she's a source of food, sex, and alcohol. And then when you're done, you leave. And you act like you were just hanging out with a bud. And you make her feel like complete crap. Now, yeah, she could have said no. But I'm pretty sure that every time someone from her past would come back in, she was always hoping that maybe they would stay. Maybe they would want long-term, deep down, even though she never admitted it. And she had tried relationships before, but you know how that goes. Relationships over 40 are much more difficult because you're set in your ways. You're used to doing things a certain way. And let's face it, some of us are single for so long, we just don't want to deal with someone else in our mess. Or their ideas, or their goals, because we have our own. We don't really want to deal with someone else's, because we spend our whole life dealing with other people. Especially if you have kids. 
especially if you've been divorced, separated, etc., or you've widowed. And I always felt so sorry for her because she just had that deep sense of loss, that deep sense of unsatisfied connection. She always wanted to have never had. And whenever one of these male visitors would leave town, she just felt even more lonely and she would fall into this abyss of depression. And I would say, you know, if you want to talk to someone or you want to get help, you want to go, you know, I'll go. And she would go, okay, I'll think about it. And the reason why she would have such a depressive response was because she missed her dad so much. And she's just like, I just miss being with my dad and hanging out with my dad. He was a very good loving father. And that was really lucky for her because I told her, you know, most of us didn't have that. And so every Halloween, I think of her because she always would go to this certain costume house, which was like iconic in itself because it had been open for years. It had a lot of vintage things. Um, you could, you know, reserve your costume and she'd always reserve her Dallas cowboy cheerleader outfit. But as she got older, she started to feel more and more ridiculous in it. And I go, well, yeah, I mean, don't you think you would get tired of wearing the same costume every year? But it's because she had the ideal in her head that she was blonde, blue-eyed, and that she was the sexy little femme that, you know, everybody loved, happy, go lucky. And as she grew older, she, that was not her anymore. And she could no longer identify with the new her because that was the only person she could identify with was that persona that she had for years. So I saw on Facebook she had passed and I was very sad and I was like, oh, Heidi, you just couldn't allow yourself to change. Because you have that ideal, that male ideal of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and how everyone you know, views them as healthy, beautiful, young, sexy, attractive, desirable. And when you look in the mirror and you don't see that, the depression hits. And I really think that that's the curse of the American female that permeates that people spend so much time trying to force body acceptance, but some people have it so that program so embedded in them, they cannot change. And that is a huge source of depression for females is wanting to be desirable and wanting to be seen that way by males. And unfortunately for men, they don't want to see inner beauty not all but most and even if you're a drop-dead young gorgeous woman they just see you as an object still and not only do they want to try having sex with you they want to have try sex with your friend who's maybe a brunette or a redhead or the tattooed girl or the super blonde perfect girl and they will choose none of them as a long-term partner and all of those females, not all, but most of them, especially people born in the 80s, 90s generations, will feel very unloved and ugly. And they will feel that way because society has taught them this curse. Curses are learned behavior too, right? And this is one of them, self-inflicted curses that females cannot accept themselves unless they get the male attention that they desire. So I'm hoping Heidi was able to, I mean, I'm sure she was able to join her father on the other side, but from what we're learning about the other side is that it's just a big game, just like it is down here. 
And that reincarnation is just another trap form of energy just to bring you right back down to this miserable place. But I digress. The soul's journey is definitely an interesting, um, you know, series to look at. And I just wanted to talk about that really sad aspect of society that I coach and deal with female clients all the time about this. That they just don't feel attractive. And no matter what you tell them, it does not matter because they want to be that. They want to be the Kate Moss or the, you know, Helena or whatever idealized beauty. But what they don't understand is that changes all the time. The Kim Kardashian look, that changes all the time. And in real life, it just doesn't work because what you see in a photo is not a human being. It's an idealized, commercialized image. So we are still very much a commercialized, trafficked, goal-oriented society. And if you don't see that, let me just put it to you this way. We are so concerned right now. We're coming up October 2021, right? Um, Halloween's just like maybe a week away. We are more concerned about getting the crap off the ports and out of the ocean so we can get the crap into the stores so that people can get the crap into their homes so that we can then de-junk the crap and take then take the crap and throw it back out into the ocean. This is what our priorities are. Our priorities are still very messed up. We're more concerned about that and we're more concerned about lockdown than we are about the homeless, than we are about people who have lost family. What about the support for those who have lost family? What about the support for people who needed cancer treatment and couldn't get it and are now passing away? I know one of them. What about the people who couldn't afford the rent anymore like a year ago when the lockdown first happened and now they're living in their cars. We're not the least bit concerned about them now, are we? Because we are too busy looking at ourselves in the mirror, wondering if we need a BBL or if we need Botox. For the men, it's, you know, how many girls can I sleep with because I feel pent up. And also men aren't going to want to commit to very many women, especially lower middle class, because you know why? Because they need work. A lot of them don't want to work, but they want to have sex. So here's all these uh, uh, kids that, you know, probably won't be taken care of either. And we all just make human trafficking so easy for them by being weak this way. And the females are wanting to find a partner to help them out financially, which they won't find because people are just too selfish right now, even in the middle of a pandemic. And so the curse grows and grows and continues. And if you don't think society is encouraged, look at it. Look at it. And it begins with inside of you. And like they said, you have to value yourself. Even when you're 80 and 90 and you've survived. And I don't know why you would be proud of that because living here isn't that great. Like, honestly. Keeping your head just above water is not what I call a fun time for most people. I don't know why we pride ourselves on living long to begin with, but whatever, it's because we have these weird priorities in our heads. 
and well when you are 90 or 80 and you survived can you accept yourself then when yeah that point is either you know you could be like madonna and get facelift after facelift filler after filler or you could just accept yourself um because eventually all of that will end up in the ground at some point and i don't know what that will do to the groundwater maybe it'll be like more fossil fuel all that botox and silicone i don't know not that it would matter it more than likely will because the earth if you hadn't noticed doesn't have a problem taking things melting them down and re-spitting them out if you hadn't noticed all the volcanoes happening if you think the earth can't handle all the pollution we put on it it eventually will the ones who can't handle all the pollution and all the junk in the world is us because we're the ones who are affected by it by our health the earth on the other hand will handle it but I just thought it was very interesting that the curse runs so deep and I spend so much of my time trying to deprogram females into higher self-esteem and they fight me on it. And I say, well, to some of them, several of them, lots of them actually, well, would you just feel more satisfied if I told you you are unattractive, that you um, are getting older and no one wants you? Should I just say that to you? Because I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. I think the asshole men and male prioritization and also, you know, the idealization of fake bodies has really made it very difficult for us to love ourselves. But I don't believe that you truly are unattractive. That's why plastic surgery is such an addictive thing sometimes because the need to improve oneself never ends. And mutilate, mutilate, you know, mutilate, mutilation, I'm trying to say, mutilation, it's an ugly word. Is mutilation beauty? I mean, look at the Kardashians, they've mutilated themselves quite finely, and I don't think it's beauty, I think it's hideous. It's a sad thing. I think they've had more plastic surgery than most of burn victims. I don't think that they should be idealized for that at all, or looked up to, or thought of as beautiful. I think that if you think that, you're a sick society. It, 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 you know, you're allowing society to sicken your mind. And I feel that it's a glamoring curse. That's what it is. Oh, glamoury magic is all about, you know, making yourself, oh, helping yourself to feel and appear more attractive to others, to win the favor over others. It's you know, as old as time, just like the witches that, uh, you see in like, you know, Snow White, you know, they bite into the apple or they, they become beautiful for, you know, or, you know, Cinderella and the pumpkin, like it's a image that lasts a while and helps you get through. But in our society, it's a reverse. So it's a curse, a glamoring curse where we think the more that we do, the more beautiful we look. Now, if, of course, if you have a sip, you know, you've got a problem. You have had cancer, you need your breasts redone, things like that. Makes sense. You know, you, your cheeks are very, very sunken in. It bothers you. You get a little cheek filler, you get a little Botox. Not a big deal, but when you go too far or you make it to where you're financially a slave to that, then that's a problem. And our society has not helped people to accept themselves. Um, but two, it does begin with the individual. You have to learn to accept yourself and realize that this is just a curse of the delusional state. Living now is a delusion, right? Well, just wait for this plus variant to come around and 
maybe you'll see then what life is really all about maybe that love and acceptance and kindness and patience will help especially when you're trying to order food from a restaurant and they're understaffed because nobody wants to help the country move forward because they're not getting paid enough and I don't blame them because why they raised the rents and out of everything that we did you know Mr. President why did you not prohibit the raise in rents why didn't we couldn't we have put a cap on it you were to not raise the rents certain percentage during a pandemic as long as we have high death rates and high infection rate perhaps we should limit the rent roof because people can't afford to live so I think it's a it's really weird thing where we're all obsessed the way we look and worried about finding love and then more than half the population has not had a pot to piss in. It's a generational curse and I just hope the younger people aren't being affected by it. I'm hoping that we can all see that everyone's beautiful in their own way and there are lots of ideals of beauty and everyone has their own ideal of beauty and as a person if you feel that you're very hard on yourself because you are aging you feel men don't you know they don't hit on you as much they don't want to be with you it's because people are so promiscuous they don't need men do not need to be with anyone it is easier for them to buy someone dinner in the hopes and in the expectations for sexual contact and not have to commit because emotionally they don't want to give you anything. They may be too stressed out. They just don't care. And yes, they do not want the connection. Even though they led you to believe that it was just for sexual reasons that's still going on and I think if women just gave it a 90 day time period of I really don't want to have sex with anyone I really want to see if they really like me for who I am then that might help but that involves self-control and we live in a society where there's no such thing how dare you put us in lockdown you expect me to distance myself and I don't know what the obsession with eating out with, in a room with a bunch of strangers is, but people still want to do it. It will be their downfall. I've never cared for eating out. I mean, if you're traveling, you're going to have to. Or if you're like me, most time you get food to go and you go back to a hotel room and you, you watch a movie or something or you eat wherever you're staying. But to sit in a restaurant with a bunch of people who I don't know, who are all chewing in the same space together has always been disgusting to me. Even when I was a kid, I hated it. So it's kind of like this odd thing for like to get together in bars and drink and sit together and eat. And I don't understand it, but we're not evolving. And as long as we're not, there will be more pain to come. And I'm saying that as a medium and that includes this C-O-V-I-D. I know you were probably sick of hearing about it. I am. And yeah, you have the right to do whatever you want with it. You know, 
just know that yeah it's just like strep throat you get it i know i had a case of strep throat back in my late 30s and i thought that stuff was gonna kill me and i was like uh I will never get that again and I will always make sure that I wear my mask but that was during the time when I was working in close proximity with clients back in the day and then I was a working witch back then for you know hidden sources it was not like a public witch like I am now which of course now I've kind of gone out of the public again because of the hacker thing like I'm just not into it and also people have really unrealistic ideas about love and about relationships which has inspired me to do this podcast, but um, this is a form of a curse, all of this. All of this is a curse. And until we change our priorities, none of it is going to change. None of it. And what this all does, it just makes it a great place for capitalism to keep making money. Why? Well, the healthcare system makes money, right? Even though it is burdened, but you know, the more drugs you need to be on, the more money they make. The, oh, the more STDs you get, the more money they make. The more babies that are born, yeah, more money because that kid will pay taxes one day. Or be trafficked, you know. They're used in many ways. It's quite horrible. And, you know, also, oh, you don't want to work. Well, I guess that's more resources for the rest of them. You know, like, that, that's how they view it. This is how they view it. And so you have to love yourself. You have to see that you have value and you have to tell yourself that you do. And when you meet an a-hole man, especially for you females out there and trans women that talks crap to you, just know that person is not an evolved human and more than likely will will probably have to reincarnate 10,000 more times to the planet Earth because they are not evolved. And you have to tell yourself, I do not want to be with that kind of person anyway. That person can go away. I don't know why that person is even around me. They don't like me. Go away. Right. And that's how you have to be. Or you're going to live a very miserable life and you're going to continue the curse. Breaking generational curses and habits are not easy. Let me tell you that right now. And this is why people should be paying for spell work to do that but they don't. They would rather try to make or try to get that a-hole person to commit to them. Well, you know, the best thing to do is stop sleeping with them. Um, maybe tell them, yeah, I need a little more respect. Uh, I'm looking for a committed relationship and maybe then do the spell. But if they're like, heck no, why are you wasting your time? That's why, I, and that's the, the conversation I've spent with the public love is such a thing love is the most fickle and most difficult thing to cast on and they always say i just want to try i'm like well if you want to try that's on you you know maybe you need to see this for yourself start to learn and do some self-development through this working to see that this person is just a pos and does not love you they just want you around when they want you around and when they don't want you around which is most of the time then they don't want you around and you have to ask yourself, do I want that kind of relationship? If not, you need to find somebody else. And that begins with loving yourself. That is that simple. But no, they can't do that. They have to make it more complicated. So the mantra is, I love myself first. I love myself first. 
and that's all you undo a curse so that's it that's all i got i'm three minutes over thank you for listening and um, i thought i would make an interesting topic about this uh next time i may give you well i will i'll it's coming up on halloween i'll give you some more juicy details about curses and their effects and things that have happened so until then take care and thank you for listening <laughs>